This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Good afternoon. Bear down, baby. Yes, sir. Bears fans, this is Take the North with your hosts, David Hall. There has been a lot in what promises to be a busy offseason, whether it's speculation over the number one draft pick and Justin Fields being traded, or the execution of the closing on the land in Arlington Heights. And Dan Weeder. The 2023 Bears are made for the offseason. They are a dream in terms of content, in terms of debates, in terms of talking points, in terms of developments. We're just getting started. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Welcome to the Take the North podcast. I am David Hall from 670 The Score, The Mullinghaw Show. Dan Weeders from the Chicago Tribune up at Hallis Hall, where it has been a busy day. The first organized team activity, OTA, open to the media. A lot of impressions, player availability, a lot of storylines developing. Dan, I think the biggest one probably surrounds Jalen Johnson. Let's start there. How you doing? And where's that going? Yeah, I'm good, David. Obviously, it's a a chance to get our eyes on the new look Chicago Bears as a full group for the entire time. And I use the uh, word full loosely because obviously there were some members not in attendance at this first open OTA practice that we were able to watch of the most notable guys who were not at the practice on Tuesday afternoon included Jalen Johnson, Nate Davis, the free agent signing guard, uh, Darnell Mooney, obviously still rehabbing from the ankle surgery that he had uh, after the season ending injury last year. And Eddie Jackson, uh, who's obviously making his way back from his own season ending injury. Um, But of those four, I think Jalen Johnson's absence is the most notable, just given that he is heading into the final year of his rookie deal and is obviously going to be looking for a contract extension and needing to, uh, you know, make some some moves to uh, try to position himself for that. And now you have a little bit of uh, anxiety, I guess, inside the building at, at Hallis Hall to figure out what it means. 
Is it heightened anxiety because of the way that he got off onto the maybe the wrong foot with Matt Eberflus last year at this time? And maybe that's overstating it, but there was some drama or some questions surrounding his availability, or maybe wasn't he? Didn't he have some issues to begin with uh, that regime? Yeah, well, he missed a little bit of time last spring, yeah. and then obviously had a, a you know ceremonial demotion for a practice where it was like, okay, earn your earn your spot back. And then he came in and did, and he played pretty well, and obviously showed this coaching staff what he's all about. I think part of the anxiety also, David, stems around the idea that the Roquan Smith situation went so sour so fast, and so if you're a front office exec in this building, you have to learn from those experiences and figure out, okay, how can we manage this in a way where we don't go from zero to 70 in the tension uh, really quickly. And so, so they're going to figure it out. I thought it was notable that when Matt Eberflus was sort of asked directly whether he expected Jalen to at least be here for the mandatory portion of minicamp, uh, that, it, you know, his answer was a little bit vague and he didn't seem certain about it. We had a chance to ask Matt a, a handful of questions about the attendance. Obviously, you and I both know that this is a quote unquote voluntary situation, but for everyone inside the building, it's like, yeah, probably should be here, but it's voluntary. But Here's some of uh, what, what Matt Eberflus had to say in a back and forth with reporters about attendance in general, and then obviously a, specific, a couple specific questions about Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I'll just share that this is a voluntary, voluntary time um, for all the players, and uh, players. Some players have certain things going on, um, and again, it's their right to be in here or not here. But uh, we'll coach the guys that are here. That's really all I can say. Is Jalen Johnson hurt, or is he healthy enough that he could physically practice? No, I think his his hands good from last year. I think he's good to go. Jalen participating in the offseason program. Yeah, like I said, it's voluntary, and uh, it's it's uh, each player can choose or not to be here. You know, and I really can't comment if he's here or not, and it's voluntary. After going through what you went through with Roquan last year, are you concerned that, that Jalen Johnson's absence might uh, mushroom into something bigger? Yeah, I don't see it that way. Has he told you that he'll be here when it's not voluntary, when you guys have mandatory minicamps, you know that Jalen Johnson will be here? Um, I'm not going to comment on that. I haven't. Uh, I know we've talked about that, but I'm not. That's ask him when you when you see him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that catches me david because they ask him when you see him uh response is typically indicative of some i don't know if tension is the right word but certainly uh some aggravation right like that yeah. that, that you're in this stage that's and so now Matt Eberflus, yeah he's got he's got to manage it and and you know what matt Eberflus is all about it's an effort-based culture here he's trying to create a buy-in uh collectively across an entire group and when you don't have it you're going to be a little bit aggravated now again i'll point out that it's may 23rd the bears have almost four months before they play a meaningful football game jalen johnson is three years into his nfl career he can probably figure out how to how to manage this as well as he can on an individual level now you just again you got to just make sure that if there's a little bit of fire here it doesn't catch the uh the, the pine straw and the the, the brush and everything just becomes a an, an inferno too quickly so dave wanstead was on the mulling show on tuesday morning and it was a good segment and he referenced that he did an interview with Matt Eberflus on the 33rdteam.com and one of the things that he that Flusi told him might have been off the air actually and he, he referenced it was that the Bears have begun talking we kind of know this uh, with uh, talking contract extension with some guys who would be eligible for ones Jalen Johnson is obviously on that list maybe at the top of it but does this suggest that those talks if they indeed have you know started are going nowhere 
Well, I, you know, I think they're probably in the beginning stages and, and you just kind of have to figure out what the, what the, what the requests are. Um, again, we know what Ryan Poles is about at this point of his, of his tenure as general manager. He's about making sure that the value matches the performance and he's trying to figure that out. You obviously have to be a little bit more sensitive to it when it's an in-house guy that you have a relationship with. That makes it a little bit more complicated because it's much easier to tell a free agent, go find your deal elsewhere than it is to tell a guy that's inside your building and is one of your starters and is a guy that's a, a, a you know a, a top line starter for you um so uh, look we, we'll figure out which direction that'll go there's a handful of guys from that that you know that covid draft class which is the moonies the cole Komets, the jalen johnsons of the world that we're probably looking for um at least the the discussions to advance in a way where there's clarity and and then they just have to manage it as it goes it's just so early right now to get um right freaked out about any of it but it's certainly not too early to keep an eye on it and tell everyone okay let's keep an eye on this last thing before we move on to other issues because there are many um they did draft two cornerbacks tyreek stevenson in the second round and terrell smith in the fifth and based on who they have also at the position kyler gordon last year's you know rookie starter i mean if you're jalen johnson and you're looking at this picture do you feel as comfortable as maybe you think you are? Should you feel, feel as comfortable as this maybe this kind of um, decision suggests? No. The, the short answer is no. And you better understand that, that this is a, a, a league that always has replacements knocking at the door. Always. Yeah, that's and, it. And, and people are always willing to go answer the door if they have to. And so you just have to learn how to how to navigate that and play your cards correctly. Dave, the first thing that I do when guys like this are missing is try to figure out who's taking reps in their place, right? And so, you know, Nate Davis not here today. You see Jatari Carter getting some work at guard with the first team offensive line. And you say, okay, there's a guy that that might be uh, in the coach's eyes ready to, to take a leap at least into a key reserve role. Um, you know, Elijah Hicks playing on the back end with Eddie Jackson out. Jalen Jones, Michael Ojemudia, Tyreek Stevenson, some guys that were getting some some run with the, the, the cornerbacks. Michael Ojemudia made a nice interception at Justin Fields today. And you look on, on your roster and you go, when did, when did they get this guy? I don't even remember it. Apparently, he was a waiver claim last last late last December when the rest of the world was checked out and the Bears were just trying to fill a roster to finish the the season. But um, you know that's the type of thing. Like I say, that there's always a guy waiting to take your job, and so if you're going to get in a staring contest, you have to understand what the supply and demand curve is like in this league a lot of times and figure out what what that means for you. Something to keep on, absolutely. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Moving on, because everybody wants to know, how did Justin Fields look? What's his <laughs> chemistry with DJ Moore like? How good was that double move and that deep ball? Because it sounded majestic, Dan. How would you describe the first day that has been open to the media uh, of OTAs with the passing game and what Justin Fields had to say afterward? I laugh hard, David, at the way OTAs are covered in 2023. And there's a deep pass thrown in a May 23rd practice, and Twitter becomes a, a, an absolute inferno of excitement. <laughs> you expect these guys to make these plays in May. There's nothing happening out here that is anywhere close to resembling live football. They're installing a lot of stuff. There's routes on air at the starter practice. There's some seven-on-seven seven mixed in. There's a lot of different things with an offense trying to feel its way around with new parts and, and moving parts. Justin and DJ Moore both spoke to us after practice, and I think they're both in, um, you know, in agreement that the, the chemistry part of this experiment has to be worked on in this next four-week phase. We're going to get three weeks of, of organized team activity practices. We're going to move on to the mandatory minicamp, and that's kind of your on-ramp to training camp. And you hope by the end of this period, in middle of June, that you feel really good about the chemistry that you're developing. And as both players talked about, just understanding how the other one sees a play you know, and, and how they can work on that timing and how, uh, you know, DJ's routes have to sync up with, with, with Justin's footwork and the timing that, that goes in all that. This is all a polishing phase. And so whether it's a, a deep ball from Justin Fields to DJ Moore, whether it's a Tremaine Edmonds interception at the end of practice, you watch it. You don't draw any sort of grand conclusions on any of it. You just like to see some of these guys moving around for the first time. Um, I think that chemistry will develop quickly between Justin and DJ, I think they're both, you know, very, very consistent in saying that, that it has a long way to go. What did Justin Fields, the new Ohio State University <laughs> graduate, have to say afterward the, about anything regarding his progress, his offseason, and where he's headed from here? Yeah, it, when you think about it, this is the first time we've talked to Justin at Hallis Hall since locker cleanout day. And when you think about the number of things that have developed, chronicled very closely by the Take North podcast, by the way, uh, it's been a lot. It's been a, a, a long list of bullet points of things that have happened since we walked out of this building at the end of the 2022 season. I think Justin... Um, um, is is very uh, you know satisfied with the upgrades to the offense that his front office made for him. I think that he is in the mindset of you know he was asked about this being a, a a season that could potentially guide the course of where he goes for his next contract, and he just cut it off quickly and said, "I'm worried about wins. I'm not worried about contracts." And I think that's sincere with Justin. I think he's been that way since the day he got here. There's a a, a, a genuineness to the way he approaches his work. I don't think a contract extension is anywhere near the forefront of his mind. He understands that he has goals to turn this into a championship team, and that for this to become a championship football team, he's got to be the engine of all of it. And so he's ready to get down to work, ready to go through the grind and now we as we all know there's a lot of steps that need to be taken in the grind to get him ready to play winning football in week one and then week eight and then week 12 and and, and so on because the bears are going to need a lot out of him in 2023 for for this conversation to to advance in the way that the city wants it to advance this is the over analysis phase of the program so when you sometimes see players especially quarterbacks going coming back after an offseason where they may have tinkered with some 
some mechanics or tried to do some things with footwork? Was there anything on display that was evident? Was there anything that he addressed in terms of trying to tighten things up with his release, with his mechanics, with anything? At the risk of disappointing you, I'm going to tell you no, that there was nothing that, that jumped out to the naked eye that said, whoa, that looks a lot different. So, you know, there's a couple things that are probably worth us discussing a little bit because I'd be interested to get your feedback on this. We go back a few weeks to when Luke Getzey talked about Justin being light years ahead of where he was last year. I think Justin would tell you that in comparison to, you know, May 2022 and May 2023, he feels more comfortable. He feels ready to lead this team. He feels like he has a better understanding of this offense. He feels like he has a better understanding of when a play is called, here's what my reads and progressions should be. I think he's, he's advanced significantly from there. Where he is between, you know, May 23rd, 2023 and, and you know, week 17 when he played his last game at Ford Field in January 1st, I think it, there, there's no way to say that he's leaps and bounds beyond where he was there because we haven't seen anything that tells us that the, the bears haven't had enough practices that, that have been open to us or in just in a general format that have challenged him with pass rush and coverages and things you know, we're in this, this phase where the outside world and, and, and really the 2023 media wants to pretend like major developments are occurring in OTAs. It's a trial and error phase for football teams, you know? And so they're just working through some things and we'll kind of, kind of glide through this process with eyes on it. But I don't think there's anything that tells you, Oh man, this is a whole different quarterback than we saw in 2022. I'd like to add one thought to that idea. Generally speaking is that yes, this is the quarterback that everyone is fixated on. So there is the assumption that everything is done with him in mind. That said, if Andy Dalton, if Mike Glennon, if yep. Mitch Trubisky were the quarterback going into this offseason for the Chicago Bears, they still, football experience tells me, would have A, rebuilt the offensive line, B, sought a number one wide receiver, C, gotten another tight end to pair with Colt Komet, and D, done what they could to help the defense if they had any money or time left. So this notion that Justin Fields is there and he's compelling every decision and every offseason move may be true, but that's not false for anybody who plays quarterback in the NFL. No, I'm with you on that. And that was where I was going to lead you next because I was interested to get your feedback on that. Uh, you know, friends of ours, Kevin Fishbane and Adam Johns of The Athletic had a piece out this week talking about the Bears, quote unquote, big bet on Justin Fields. And, and Bigsy and I were kind of, you know, pushing back today, just in a you know, spirited sideline conversation with those guys on how big is how big is the bet? Really? The Bears haven't given Justin the contract extension, a regime that inherited him from the previous regime, went out and gave him a fair test for 2023 with the upgrades they made to the roster. But I don't think there's anything that says, oh, you know, they're all in at this point. We haven't seen that yet. I think they want to be all in when the season ends. I think they're hopeful that things move in that direction. But the quote unquote big bet, what what's at stake for any of them other than the 2023 season? The only thing that Ryan Pace or Ryan Poles has invested at this point is a year's time. Right. And that's the big bet is to well, give Justin 2023 to show the growth that that proves that he can be the engine of a championship team. Playing time, that's it. And the conservative gamble, if you can, if, if, that, if that's not an oxymoron, but the conservative gamble was in reconfiguring your offense in the middle of a season to take advantage of his strengths. Now, you could say that that is a calculated risk, but it was one worth taking. I would think that would be the only way that you have gambled here and maybe placed a bet on his potential. 
What you also have done shrewdly, I think, in this offseason is that you've hedged your bets. You now have protection against the fact that if he does fail, you've got two first-round draft picks that you're ready to move up to get the quarterback of choice if you can wheel and deal. And everything we've seen from Ryan Poles is that he's open for business in the offseason. And you know why? He'll tell you he's open for business. (laughs) So I do think that – And I have a bunch of respect for those guys, and the Athletic does a great job of covering this team. But that was, to me, a little bit overstated in that there's this huge risk involved because I don't know that it's that unusual given given the realities of the NFL and the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, the way I would put it is they've set up a fair test, and it's a fair test for all involved, and I think Justin understands that. You know, listen, like I I would describe myself as, as appropriately critical of Justin Fields through his first two seasons in the NFL. I think that Justin is also very, very in tune to what is being asked of him and asked from him. And I think he's ready for this test. And I think he understands that it falls on his shoulder. And I don't think he's a, a finger pointer, you know, he's a thumb pointer and he, he understands that it's about him and the growth he's able to make and the challenges he's able to pass. Um, He's ready for that challenge. We're all eager to watch it. Now you just kind of have to have to kind of dance this dance for four months while we're um, overstating things and exaggerating things and just trying to get through this period of the, the offseason, then a little bit of summer break and then jump into training camp, where, as you know, there'll, there'll be fans eyes on everything. And then that'll create videos that, that spread across social media. And it'll be like, look at this throw. I can't, I can't believe how beautiful this is. And you're just going to have to to kind of kind of surf that wave as best we can until we get to, to live game action again, which will start in September ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's an ongoing conversation, so let's move on to his offensive line. Dan, you mentioned that Nate Davis did not participate in the OTA open to the media. Um, (laughs) Jatari Carter was the right guard, but I think it was significant that for the first time we saw Tevin Jenkins at left guard, Cody Whitehair at center, Carter, and then the rookie, Darnell Wright, with the first-team offense. Of course, left tackle Braxton Jones. That will be the reworked, revamped offensive line. Four guys out of five spots in new positions, manned by new players. What was said about the new line? 
look, I, I just think they're eager to watch it come together and they're, they're eager to watch the, the gelling happen. That's why Nate Davis's absence today just has me scratching my head a little bit. I don't know what the reason is behind it. I was hoping the head coach would maybe provide him a convenient alibi <laughs> other than, you know, like, oh, he, he had a baby. Oh, he's tending to some personal things, you know, whatever it is for a new guard who was you know, paid a, a, a pretty good contract in March uh, to not be here at a stage where the, the, the gelling process is occurring for the offensive line. You say, okay, again, not going to make a huge deal out of it. I don't want everybody freaking out about any of it, but it is just, okay, when we get out here next week, is he back? Is he just skipping this all together? How does this all work again with a, with an offense that's trying to, to find its way with a group that's trying to, to become cohesive. Um, and we'll watch, what direction it goes in. You know, there's a lot to, to, to keep tabs on uh, offensive line targets, running backs room, all the thing that, 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 that come together with this offense over the next couple months that, that will just kind of be uh, as fluid as each of those situations are. How did uh, you find uh, DJ Moore? He's a very entertaining guy. He's a veteran. He knows the drill. He's played with a lot of different quarterbacks. And, and I think that he's very good at not only the on the field part, but he, he seems to have a, a knack for the off the field part. Well, I was I was mad at him, David, because he said that there's a a uh, personality side of him that the guys in the locker room know that he won't show the media, and we were kind of challenging him, say, "Come on, bring it out in here. You don't have to hide from us." And he said, "I'm good here. You guys are good over there." So we'll see if we can bring that out <laughs> him a little bit at a time as we go forward. But I, I think that guy is a um, a presence. I think that there is a, a steadiness, as we've talked about previously, to the, everything he does, um, just kind of, you know, emotionally, the way he practices, the, the, the way he runs his routes. There's a steadiness there that I think is going to be very, very good for Justin Fields, going to be very, very good for the offense. And I'll tell you, the other guy today that, that left an impression on me is Jermaine Edmonds. We heard from him after practice. We also saw him in practice. And again, he made a nice interception off PJ Walker at the end of practice, but to hear Matt Eberflus single out a newcomer as one of the, you know, the, the forefront leaders right now is notable to me because that's not easy to do right away to come into a new organization after five years somewhere else and just insert yourself in a way that's commanding and respected and authoritative. And, and, and Tremaine Edmonds seems very comfortable in that role. Now, obviously you've got to back it up with plays on the field and you've got to get those splash plays and that production up. But that, that dude is a guy that if he plays well, this city's going to like a lot because he's got that, that, that passion that comes out of him with the way he practices, with the way he talks. He's all about football. And, and I, like I say, if he produces, he's going to become a fan favorite quickly. He just turned 25. And that's the one thing that Matt Eberflus also told Dave Wansett in that interview was that there was the plan to build the defense around him and, and build around him. And, and I think that's great because of all his, his athleticism. Dan, were the Bills just so cash strapped that they couldn't keep him because you do always wonder what the flip side of that is. It's like, boy, the Bears are glad to have him and boy, they're happy to pay him. But you wonder, he's a guy entering his prime and now you what what's he doing in the right. middle of this defense rather than on a playoff defense that's thinking Super Bowl. Yeah, that's been thinking Super Bowl for the last couple of years. David, I think there, there was, um, you know, to, to use a Ryan Pohl sort of term, there was a, a value that didn't match the production. 
you know, and so they didn't see the production. The Bears are betting that they can get greater production out of them. That's been documented. They have said as much that that even though the sacks and the the you know the fumbles, forced fumbles, and the interceptions haven't been there through five seasons, they think that they can train him to become a a splash play making every week impact guy. We're we will see, right? It's a grand experiment that they that, that they went in and invested in this offseason. Ryan Poles consulted with Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus told him what he wanted. He got what he wanted. Now he gets a chance to work with what he wanted and now he obviously has has grand visions for it and now we got to see where it goes with this particular team and this particular defense before we get to a question i want to ask you about kevin warren anything else on the field or at the podium that stood out in day one of public access to yeah there's practice we can get into this at greater length in the future but uh, the, the nfl today uh, at, the, at the meetings in minneapolis uh, approved a one-year trial rule where uh, it's the college kickoff rule where if you call a fair catch inside the 25 and you catch it at the eight, you get the ball to 25. And so the, the whole goal here is to, uh, you know, take care of player safety, reduce the number of concussions. The, the league sort of found that their, their previous kickoff rule changes didn't quite work in that regard because special teams coordinators figured out how to kick to force returns. Well, Matt Eberflus said today, David, he thinks it's going to be more of the same, that special teams coordinators aren't going to want to give uh, the other team the ball at the 25 with a high kick so there's going to be more squib kicks and more strategizing and more more things that create return scenarios that then up the collisions and, and keep everything where it is and so that's an experiment worth keeping an eye on in 2023 like i say it's a one-year approval by the league but uh, yeah i think people in week one in september are going to be uh really thrown off when a guy fair catches the ball at the three yard line and his team gets the ball to 25. I thought you were going to say that the rules change to include a third emergency quarterback will make the Bears regret not drafting one. <laughs> they got Nathan Peterman here. They got nothing of course. to worry about. <laughs> it's the Peterman rule, but that's another thing to look forward to. Any conversation about the flex schedule that allow the Thursday night, it won't affect the Bears because they have two Thursday night games, but this is something that they give four weeks uh, 28 time. days notice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look like the bears are already at the max and it's the first time ever that they'll play, you know, two short week Thursday games. They've done it before where they've played on Thanksgiving and then come back the following Thursday and played again. Um, but Matty Refluce seemed to be uh, putting his best positive spin on it. Basically saying that where those Thursday night games fall, he feels like, you know, week five, week 10, you start to get the, you know, you get a little mini buy, you get a little breather and you come back with a division game. Then five weeks later, you get a little mini buy, you get, you come back with a division game. Then you get your week 13 buy your full week by and you and you just feel like you got a couple he seems to think they're very convenient rest stops along the way of the 2023 season we'll see if that's just a coach trying to get his players to uh to to, to think about it in a way that's not what was us and and more like okay let's let, let's take advantage of of what the schedule has thrown us they can revamp the offense twice this season <laughs> there you go and there you go <laughs> all right so the last thing i want to talk about is kevin warren so real quickly to summarize there was a report in an espn by Pete Thamel that raised some questions about the way that Kevin Warren left the Big Ten in that there was an agreement about the $7 billion contract that was cited when it was referenced, you know, when he came to the Bears and what he did with the Big Ten as commissioner. And now it comes out that his successor is faced with some of the details of these contracts that may lead to member schools paying back as much as $40 million, which in the context of a $7 billion deal isn't a ton. It's a fraction, but still it, it suggests that Kevin Warren promised things that he had no business authorizing and that maybe he's the devil was in the details and he's not a detail guy. Those are the, those are the big picture perception takeaways. I don't know if that's fair, but I don't know what's fact and fiction because we really haven't heard Kevin Warren respond to this. Do you think we will? 
We'll see. Um, we'll see. I don't know the next time he's scheduled to speak uh, and, and we'll see how it comes up in that context. I will tell you that uh, of everything that I know about Kevin Warren, um, details are, are, are things that he is heavy on in What's every project thought? he takes on. Yeah. Um, and so I read the report. I don't have any additional reporting to, to, to add to it uh, other than to say it'll be interesting to see what, what comes of it and, and how it evolves. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sound any alarm bells that, uh Oh, you know, you, you got a guy who makes empty promises um, to your point. Also, one of my first reactions upon reading it is, well, wait a second. We're talking, you know, some of it was like there's seventy five million $75 that still needs to get kind of pushed through the faucet well you're like okay we're also talking to, to your point seven billion dollars and you try to do the math and you're like okay here's that but you do raise some valid questions about you know what does this mean for the conference what does it mean about the way you know kevin exited and started a new job and 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 we'll see kind of how it how it uh crosses over it also applies to you have somebody leading the movement from Soldier Field to Arlington Heights. And you have somebody who, when at the front of that, going through that, is going to have to navigate complexity every step of the way. Right. And you wonder during these negotiations down in Springfield where there are lobbyists, how much that this perception, regardless of the reality, you know how that can happen in politics and in sports. How much that perception will be used against the Bears or Kevin Warren because, hey, can you trust this? guy hey if this is your word really because look at this and how you left this in your wake i'm not saying that it's going to happen but when you have something as complex as a move from soldier field to arlington heights with all the illinois political hurdles along the way it's not something you can just ignore well look you raise fair questions there's no question about it i would also say that in kevin warren's back pocket is the the reality that he built u.s bank stadium in minneapolis and got a lot of deal making done and navigated through a lot of political hurdles in a process that was incredibly complex even during back to, to, to when i was on the beat there uh in addition built the the tcop performance center in in uh for the vikings new new headquarters and new practice facility and that, that was a whole other venture that required a lot of um you know business dealings and, and a lot of details and a lot of things and both those facilities are are immaculate and they're beautiful things that that you know if you're able to get <laughs> something like that and even better here in chicago you're going to look back and go man that's that's great stuff we'll see to your point there are years and years of 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 obstacles that need to be to be steered around and hurtled over and you know dodged to to get to uh, across the finish line um and we'll we'll see how this project differs from either the big 10 stuff or the the viking stuff but um look like it's this is a complex world you know and and we would expect nothing less than than some complex topics it's just something that stood out because it was such a big surprise because of the you know the strength of his resume and the stature of his reputation you didn't expect to have this kind of in his wake of leading the Big Ten, but we'll see where it goes. It's just something that, that bears monitoring and we'll continue to discuss it moving forward. Anything else before we wrap this one up? No, uh, you know, so we won't be back here. The Bears will continue practicing. We'll get our next open OTA uh, a week from Wednesday, which uh, I believe will be uh May 31st, 31st, almost, yeah. al- almost, almost to June. Um, and so there'll be, uh, again, two more open OTA practices for us where we can microanalyze and exaggerate everything we see. And then three days of mini camp practices, which we can do the same. Then we can uh, just cross the bridge to training camp. And so it, it, look, it, it, David, it is good to get out here and see the new look roster and see all these guys together in one place, mostly save Jalen Johnson and Nate Davis. And hopefully we'll see guys like Eddie Jackson and Darnell Mooney before long as well. Keep an eye on everything that develops and if something 
breaks, we'll be right here at the Take the North podcast to break it down and to share with you the latest. Thanks for watching and listening today to the Take the North podcast. For Adam Szynski, our producer, and Dan Weider at Hallis Hall, I'm David Hall from 670 The Score. We'll talk to you next time. Great talk. See you out there.